The view from the top is beautiful. If you've ever climbed up a mountain, scrambled up the rock, crested the peak and looked out beyond, you know exactly what I'm speaking of. Well, my guest today is Aaron Walker, founder of View from the Top and the Iron Sharpens Iron Mastermind. And Aaron will say, well, while that view is beautiful, it's much more powerful when you've done the journey with somebody else. Aaron will share today the power of community. He will unveil the greatest gift that comes from being part of a mastermind group. He will teach us as learners and as business owners and as entrepreneurs how to stop avoiding conflict so that we can step into being a level five leader. And most important, Aaron will tell us how you can be an available dad who can say yes to the success and to the business and to the entrepreneurship without damaging the most valuable people in your life. My conversation with Aaron Walker starts right now. You are listening to the Dads Making a Difference podcast, the number one podcast for men driven to live a life of significance. Men who want to make a difference in the lives of their families, in their business, and in the world around them. My name is Cam Hall, founder of Fight the Dabot and leader of the Dads Making a Difference Mastermind. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. Now, let's dive in. Hello, my friend. Welcome to this episode of the Dads Making a Difference podcast. My name is Cam Hall. I am your host and founder of Dads Making a Difference, and I am excited for you to dive into this conversation with Aaron Walker. Aaron Walker is an author. He is a speaker. He is a leadership consultant and coach. He is also founder of View from the Top and the ISI Iron Sharpens Iron Mastermind Group, of which, guys, full transparency, I am part of. I first met Aaron a little over a year and a half ago, and I've been in ISI over that time, and it's been one of the most powerful experiences in my life. Aaron is driven to help men live a life of success and significance. And he believes each and every man can do this. He believes men can find accomplishment in their business, in their personal life, as well as in their spiritual lives. But Aaron realizes that successes are only possible when you make both the time and the commitment to follow through. But so many men struggle with the follow through. There's so many of us who are idea people and we want to push forward, but lack the follow through. And that's where the power of being surrounded by a group, a group of trusted advisors, really makes a difference. I'm excited for us to dive in because Aaron's goal for you as you're listening to this is to live a successful life and to direct and guide you to all that is possible within you. But first, you must cultivate all those long-term relationships that are going to help you move forward. I'm excited for you to dive in. Let's dive in to my conversation with Big A, Aaron Walker. Aaron, welcome to the Dads Making a Difference podcast. It is amazing to have you on. I've been looking forward to this conversation for some time. Hey, Cam, man, I couldn't be more excited to be your guest. Thank you. I'm honored. You know, Aaron, when I launched the podcast and, you know, since I joined uh, ISI a year ago, we'll get into that later on. You know, I was man, I would love to have a conversation with Big A, which we all affectionately call you Big A. You've been called Big A for a long time. I can't wait to get Big A on the podcast to speak to men um, about the enemy of isolation and yeah. how important it is to surround yourself 
with individuals who will keep you accountable, who will keep yeah. you pushed and, yeah. and, and move you forward. But, you know, I want to get, can, can I get yeah, a little yeah. backstory to that though? Because uh, I want Absolutely. people to know the uh, bottom line story here, if I could a little bit. So For sure. I grew up in Nashville, Tennessee. Like I've been here 62 years, Cam. I, I turn around <laughs> like, you know, and it goes by six decades overnight. Uh, married to Robin for 42 years yesterday. We're, Congratulations. we're recording this in June, but yeah, 42 years. But uh, when I was about 40 years old, maybe a little younger than that, uh, a guy came up to me at a concert and said, hey, Big A, I want you to join my mastermind group. Well, I knew this guy real well. And I went home and told Robin, I said, Robin, this guy, and she, I told her who it was. I said, he wants me to join his mastermind group. And she said, what is a mastermind group? And I didn't even know then myself. And I explained to her what it was. And I said, I don't want to go. She said, why don't you want to go? I said, well, you know how this guy is. He's going to be all up in my face. He's going to be asking me my personal business. And he's going to know that me and you fight sometimes. And he's going to find out that I don't have it all together in business. And I got teenagers that misbehave. And I just don't want to go. She goes, I think you ought to go and just try. And I said, okay. So I go and I'm sitting there. So the guys are sharing a little bit, you know, and I think like, dang. So I go home and next week go back. And I repeat this for about six weeks. And all these guys kept opening up. One guy said, hey, me and my wife are having this disagreement. I don't know how to solve it. This other guy said, hey, I got cash flow problems. I don't know where to get the money. This other guy goes, I've got a son that's misbehaving and I don't know what to do. And I got so excited. And I go home and I tell Robin, I have found my people. She said, what do you mean? Yeah. I said, they're more screwed up than I am. And I said, I have found <laughs> my people. Well, she started laughing. Well, Cam, that was the beginning of a 12-year mastermind group with business leaders that changed the trajectory of my life. And what I discovered through that encounter was, is that real strength begins at the intersection of vulnerability and transparency. Mm, it's the very thing that men are afraid of. They're like, oh man, if Cam knows this about me, he won't respect me anymore. If he knows that I've got this problem, he won't trust me anymore. There's nothing further from the truth. Mm. When I find those things out about you, it's like it endears me to you. It's like, hey, Cam's a real guy. He's got real problems. And so now he and I can identify with each other and we can go the extra mile. So, man, it's just radically changed my life. That's incredible. And, you know, that mastermind group you were part of, uh, you know, you tell your story, but it started as a Bible study. And then these men started together and you stayed together for such a long time. There was yeah. times that they, they maybe said a few things that, you know, your skin would start to boil a little bit and you'd walk away and say, no, you know, they're right. No one's ever you know, just said that to me and challenged me on that. And that's, that's incredible to be able to surround yourself with men like that. I have one of the guys call me on a Saturday one day and told me, I've got a good word for you. And I'm like, okay, what is it? He said, you're wearing the hell out of everybody in our group. And I'm like, what are you saying? And he said, you just can't get over this thing. You just keep on talking about it. It's time to pick yourself up, move on, man. Yeah. And Cam, I got so frustrated initially, but then I thought about it and I said, you know what? I got a guy that loves me enough to call me and tell me the truth. And when he did that, I was able to get up, pick myself up and move on because I had that sense of encouragement. 
And so, see, that's what we need today. And that's what so many people don't have today. They don't have somebody that's willing to throw the flag on them. They don't have somebody that's willing to stand up and say, hey, man, you can't do that. You can't say those things to your family the way you're saying it. You're only saying that because you can get away with it, but you can't do that with integrity, any sense of character at all. And I'm like, man, that's going to make me a better man. That's the reason we're called iron sharpens iron, because there's some sparks fly occasionally. But I know you do as well, Cam. I want men in my life that will call me out, that will help me and shape me to be a better person. Yeah. And I will touch on Iron Sharpens Iron real quick because, you know, I joined over a year ago now, just over a year, and it's been such an amazing experience. I've had an opportunity to have conversations with men that um, have been enlightening, but challenging. And then also had an opportunity to surround myself with men who may be ahead of me and where I want to be in my life, the similar goals, but also men who I feel that no matter where they're at, I can speak into their lives. And you speak about coming as a giver. And, you know, when you are surrounded by a group of men, if you come in as a taker looking to always receive, you're missing the point. Yeah. Well, what we see is, is we're selfish by nature, right? And so we want what's best for us. But when you get in and you start giving with no expectation, you just come in and say, Cam, who can I connect you to? What resource is it that you need? What level of accountability do you need? Who in the organization can I hook you up with that maybe will give you insight or perspective? And you're like, dude, what's going on here? And see, the natural reciprocity is you want to now do that for me, right? And so when you have an organization full of givers, you get all the resources that you want. But if you do it the other way, here's what happens. You suck everybody for what they're worth, and the word gets out pretty quick. This guy's a taker. Nobody wants to do anything for him. So you catch these guys hopping from mastermind to mastermind just so they can suck out of the group. But see, what you get when you stay long-term are your 2 a.m. trusted advisors. Now you've got people that you can call at any time. They're happy to introduce you. They're happy to help you, give you those resources, give you that encouragement because you have unbiased, trusted advisors. And so that's what we've built in Iron Sharpens Iron. I love it. You know, you know, Big A, I've had an opportunity to hear you speak and you've done numerous podcast interviews and you've written your book, View from the Top. And through all of those, one thing has been consistent in, in my experiences in listening to you speak is that you exude passion and excitement when it comes to purpose and relationships and connection accountability and living a life of significance. I want to circle back to connection because you brought that up. Will you speak to the importance of connection Mm. and not being in isolation? Well, here's the thing. I'm Christian by faith. And so I'm convinced that God created us to be in community. Mm. And the reason he wants us to be in community is we all have a role to play. And like, I may be really strong in one area, right? I got superpowers and maybe encouragement, let's say. But there could be other areas of my life. We'll use empathy uh, for a moment, or uh, that's not a real strong point for me, you know? And so I need people around me that's got more empathy that can help with that because it's kind of 
an Achilles heel or maybe a blind spot for me. And so we all play a role. I'm a very a domineering personality. I'm a challenger, right? On the Enneagram. And so I want to like, just say it to me. Like I can, I can take yeah. it. Yeah. But, and sometimes I get a little forward and I get a little aggressive and people can come back and say, hold on big A, calm down just a little bit. This may be say the same thing, but do it with more diplomacy. Right. And I'm like, okay, you're right. You're right. I need to slow down a little bit. So see, the other thing about being in community is the greatest gift we could ever be given is perspective. Hmm. See, because we only have one filter. We were raised one way by one set of parents. Some of you didn't even have a set of parents. You had a single parent that raised you. You were raised in an environment that's different from mine. And the perspective that you can give could radically change the way we view things, which could radically change the way you do things. And when I would go into the mastermind, Cam, I know you're the same way. I get out of the shower every day. I got three new business ideas. I'm like, hey, I'm ready (laughs) to go. Let's go. We're going to do this. And I would get to the mastermind group and one of the guys would go, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And I'm like, what do you mean? He said, man, you can't do that. And here's why. And I would be like, I didn't even know to know that. Hmm. But someone else would go, hold on, time out. If we take that idea and we connect him with this individual network, and then we connect him with this amount of resources, and we tweak this just a little bit, which he's given me a different perspective, I think he may be onto something. Well, see, I didn't know that either. And now you've got a consensus of people saying, I think we're onto something. Well, see, I'd rather look foolish in a small group than I had the whole world, or I'd rather beta test something in a small group rather than spending the resources to find out later that was a dumb idea. And so it's like having your own board of directors. It's like having a beta test group for everything that you do and say. Mm. It's just a safe environment to let that veil down, let that facade down and be vulnerable in front of other people. And so we know that they have our best interest at hand. And so for me, there's no way I would have had the level of success that I've had, had I not had these people around me on an ongoing basis. And so I just could go for hours on the benefits of being in a mastermind group, having accountability, having people that can really challenge us to go to new heights. And so it's just not something that's easy to do alone. If you want to go fast, go by yourself. But if you want to go further, you need to go with a community. I love that. I love that. And you've said that before, you don't go with a tribe, you know, go with a group. It's going to take you further. You mentioned perspective. You know, a lot of men will struggle coming into a group where they might not know anybody to start and they come in with, you know, they got their guard up and we know that it takes time to build trust and open up relationships. You know, Big A, in in your life, what were some of the things, you know, in your 62 years or your 42 years of marriage, congrats, um, what were some of the things that helped you perhaps shift perspective? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. When you get people around you that uh, really mean what they say, they say what they mean, there's a sense of calmness. Uh, there's a sense of insight. There's a sense of perspective that these people have. 
uh, I wanted to be around men with integrity. I wanted to be around men that could help me go to heights I'd never been. I was a very poor kid, you know, when I was growing up. And I wanted better, but I didn't really know what better meant at the time. I didn't really know what that looked like. And I didn't certainly know how to go about getting it. And I wanted to get around people that could show me a different way. Uh, Talked to Jeff Hoffman at a conference. He was one of the founders of Priceline.com. And he's a multi-billionaire. And he said that each and every day, 10% of everything he reads has nothing to do with anything he's involved in. And I'm like, okay, I got to know more about this. Why is that? And he said, because it opens new avenue. It opens new perspective. It gives you new insight. Now, here's the irony of this, Cam. 90% of his best ideas have come out of that 10% reading because it gives you a whole new perspective on life, on being ambitious in certain areas that you didn't have reference to. And so it does take time. I'm glad you said that because people do have to earn your trust, right? You can't just get in a group and air your dirty laundry immediately. You don't know that they can be trusted. And so you get in and you dole out a little bit and you find out who in the group is identifying with what you're saying. Some people are not, some people are, and then they can help you. I've been down that road before. I've had teenagers, I've had cash flow issues, I've had marital issues, you know, and they can help you kind of see. And the truth is, I'd rather learn on your dime than mine, right? Is because if you have navigated this minefield, these landmines, and you've come out unscathed, or you have detonated one of the landmines, I'm like, I'll know where not to walk, right? right? And so I watch people. I'm a I'm a study of students. You know, I really watch and I really pay attention. And then when you have the consensus of the multitudes, now let's just use a mastermind group, for example, you go in, you got this bright idea and you share it and eight of the 10 guys go, eh, I don't know if I would do that necessarily. Well, if you go do it and it works, good for you. But if you go do it and it doesn't work, well, I mean, you should have listened to the general consensus of non-biased trusted advisors, right? And so for me, that's just the reason that I want to be around new perspective. We were doing a remodel project here at my house not long ago, and uh, the general contractor and I and the engineer were standing out in front. We were looking at how we were going to connect it. Well, we, we couldn't get it connected. Subcontractors looked at it. Carpenters looked at it. Nobody could figure out this connection for these two properties. So one day I was sitting on the patio two weeks later on a coaching call, and I looked up, and when I did, I solved the problem immediately. And the reason I did, I was looking at it from a different perspective. See, it's the same way in life. We can only see it one way. No matter how hard you want to see something differently, you can't. And so when you have other people around you that you trust, that they don't have a dog in the hunt, they've not got any financial gain as a result of what they tell you. That's the reason I always suggest never go into a mastermind group with a business partner and never go in with a family member. Hmm. They can't help but be biased. And you need people around you that are unbiased. Yeah. Well, and I've experienced this right within your group, within ISI. One of the things that I'm having conversations with men about is not operating in silos. Men will get in this one place and they feel 
Like they've got it figured out. Maybe just a little bit of information from the outside and information here and there. And we're pushing men to make a difference, you know, make a difference in their family and their business and their community. And you can't make a difference if you're operating in silos, you need other people's perspective. You know, I, I admire your honesty and your humility when you speak about your experiences, but as you, as big A aspires to make a difference, you know, in your family over time, in, in your business and ISI and the community, you know, do you have a filter that you put your decisions through? Hey guys, I wanted to take a moment and talk about our community of DMD brothers in the DMD mastermind. We are men who help each other to stay focused and intentional in our pursuits of personal, professional, physical, financial, emotional, and spiritual growth. We are a community of men who bring courage, wisdom, and transparency to unfiltered conversations that challenge us to be more impactful men, to be dads making a difference. We do this through our online and in-person events where men come together to speak into each other's lives and then turn around and do the deep work to create change in their families, in their businesses, and in the community around them. If you are wondering if this community might be right for you, you can find more information on the DMD Mastermind, and you can also book a call directly with me at dmdmastermind.com. Now, let's get back to our show. Yeah, yeah. So I think earlier I mentioned I'm Christian by faith. And so the first filter that I run everything through is God's word, because my identity is found in Christ. And my fifth core value is truth before opinion. Hmm. And truth for me is established by God's word. That's where my identity comes from, not in my occupation. Because when your identity is placed in tangible possessions or in your occupation, when those things go away, who are you? And so I don't ever tie my identity to my occupation or tangible possessions. And so for me, I run every decision I make through my faith. I do that through prayer. I do that through meditation. I do that through the counsel of people that have walked with me now for 40 plus years. Uh, So that is the first leg of what I do. Uh, The next leg is the mastermind group. I'll take this to my group that I go to and I say, I'm thinking about doing this and use them as a filter. And then what I'll do is gather any data that I can to support what I'm trying to do. And then I'll make an intelligent decision. It's not just a knee jerk gut reaction. I think that everything that we do, if we slow down long enough and we talk to people that are experienced in those fields, people that we trust, people that we've built relationships with. You see, here's the thing some guys are thinking or some ladies are thinking right now. Like, I'm pretty good. My life's pretty good, right? It's like I'm, I'm making good money. Uh, my kids are good. Uh, my, my relationship with my spouse is good. Like, things are pretty good for me. Well, by living 62 years, I've learned that life can throw us a curveball, right? And in my book, View from the Top, One of the chapters is titled Blindsided, and the reason it's titled Blindsided is because when I was 40 years old, that's exactly what happened to me where I ran over and killed the pedestrian that was crossing the street. I was making more money than I've ever made. I was working three days a week. I lived in a beautiful house. We had a beach house. I had all the stuff, but out of nowhere came this left hook, okay? 
Well, at that moment, it was a little bit late for trying to build relationships that were going to help me work through this travesty that I've just experienced, right? right? Because I had such a network of people, I had people coming to my rescue. I had people coming and helping, counseling, nurturing, praying, walking with me on a daily basis. You know, you don't just kill somebody and get over it. It's a process. God gives you the grace to learn how to deal with it. And I sold my business during that time. I took five years off. I didn't do anything for five years because it was a very traumatic experience. What if I didn't have those relationships? Like I would have been alone. I would still be in a fetal position under my desk today, probably if I didn't have those relationships. So the time to build the relationships is when you don't need them, not when you need them. So just think about your life today. Who are your trusted advisors? Who are those people? Who are your 2 a.m. friends? Who are your board of directors? Who is it that's helping you make these decisions? You know, it's really, quite honestly, and I'm not speaking to one individual, but if you think about it, Cam, just logically, it's pretty arrogant for any of us to think I know better than the consensus of the multitude. Is it not? You look at people like Carnegie, you look at what he built, the richest guy probably has ever been, you know, uh, he attributes all of his success to his mastermind group. Hmm. And I can understand completely. Henry Ford had a mastermind group. The list is endless of very successful people where I get tickled is people today say, I don't have time to do that. Or it costs money to do that. It's like the richest people on the planet see value in it. And I could use some names on this call of the group that I was in. I won't do that. These people are very, very busy people. Yet they allocated an hour and a half every single week to surround themselves with other trusted advisors. And now these people are extremely wealthy and successful and significant. Uh, And to hear someone else say, I don't really have the time is really not a good excuse. Not for me. It's not. Yeah. Speak about your group. You just brought them up again, but you use an example of one of those members calling you on a Saturday morning, telling you something that you didn't want to hear. You know, part of the growth process is conflict. You know, if we are opening ourselves up to other perspectives, if we're willing to take risks to grow, it's likely that we're going to encounter conflict. Can you speak about conflict and and how that helps us make a difference? You know, if we're conflict avoidant, uh, we're never going to be a level five leader. Mm. And I don't mean to say that in a negative context to any of your listeners. And a lot of you out there listening to me today at all costs will avoid conflict. And I want to encourage you to lean into that because there's great resolution on the other side of a difficult 10 minute conversation. Historically speaking, and I can say this uh, with the greatest amount of confidence, that about 80% of what we fear is going to happen as a result of that never happens. It just doesn't. As a matter of fact, oftentimes I have found out that the opposing person feels much the same as I do. And both people were just a little bit timid about bringing up that conflict. And so I would say that it can be a plus, quite honestly. And we look at conflict. uh, Some people push back on this a little bit when I say it, but there can be no influence where there is no conflict. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And if you think about the greatest leaders in the world, the greater the conflict, the greater the influence. Because if there was no conflict, it, it would mean that uh, you're straddling the fence. It would mean right. you're not taking a position, right? And so you think about the people that you respect. There's an opposing side to that that probably can't stand that person or can't stand what they stand for, but they're making a difference. A friend of mine speaks to a lot of people uh, annually, and some people don't like him at all, but he's making a huge impact. And it's through this conflict, it's through this confrontation. So I would just uh, encourage you, first of all, to think through what it is, right? Don't go with any malice. Uh, really, if you're a person of faith, be prayed up. Uh, think about what it is that you want to say. Uh, good options oftentimes is go alone the first time. The second time, take someone with you, right, as a witness. And then you can go to other measures. But just be willing to confront the issue if it's something that is really important in your life. Uh, you know, there's a lot of issues that we're confronted with today that I feel a sense of responsibility to combat for the benefit of my children and grandchildren, because mm-hmm. I don't want them one day go big A, were you asleep at the wheel? Like, why weren't you doing something about this situation? So I think as leaders, it's incumbent on us to confront tough issues, take a stand, uh, mean what you say, say what you mean, and really uh, go at it head on. So just be cautious and um, deal with the conflict. You know, it, I speak to some experiences I've had listening to you speak of conflict and the process to go through. And I, I just think of emotional intelligence as you're entering into this and also having empathy for others sure. when you're entering into that conflict. You know, no conflict comes without some type of resolution, good or bad. Right. Right. But as you enter into that, I remember something my mom always used to say, and my mom passed in 2015. And one of these things I have in my office is, you know, when you care about others, everything else will take care of itself. And so whether you agree with someone or you disagree with someone, whether you need to take a stand or you need to encourage someone else to do so, I feel that if you really care about that person, you care about the people in your group, you care about the men that you've aligned yourself with, you're willing to take that stand. Right. Sure. You're willing yeah. to put yourself out there for your fellow fellow man, fellow woman, yeah. you know, yeah. the, the people around you. So I appreciate you. Know, you. Cam, what I have found over the years is it's a process, as you say. But what I've discovered for me is uh, I know that I'm okay once I'm willing to suffer the consequences. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes oh, there's yeah. financial consequences as a result of our decision. But uh, I'd rather support and stand behind a level five leader that has uh, confidence in what it is that he's taking a position on. And even if there's a few cuts and bruises that go along with that, uh, that kind of person I can stand behind is the person that's lukewarm, the person that straddles the fence, the person that's not willing to take a position uh, is someone I'm not willing to follow. And so, yeah, conflict sometimes is tough, but it's worth it. Yeah. And, you know, in, in DMD, we're talking about making a difference, family, business, and community. And one of the pieces when we talk about business, it often revolves around the financial. Guys will talk about their yeah. metrics. We'll talk about the income goals or sure. where they're heading. Um, and they'll lose sight of that, taking a stand. How many guys, when they're starting a business or they have something yeah. that's booming or willing to take a stand, to take a hit. 
yeah. knowing that on the other side of sure. that, there might be someone who cancels their membership or their subscription or, or yeah, it's okay. Off. Yeah. Okay. You know, Kim, I want to dive into that. Can we just for a minute, we talk about that. I don't know what your time's like, but if we can dive into this for a second, the thing that you have to do is prioritize your priorities. Mm. And I've had hundreds of people work for me over the course of my career. And one of the positions that I took right or wrong, let's talk through it though, is that everyone that ever worked for me, I said, if one of my girls, Brooke or Holly, calls me or Robin calls me, I'm available. Now, I had the privilege of doing that because I was the founder or the president of the company and I was able to do that. Some people, you know, aren't able to do that if they're working for somebody else. But uh, one of my employees walked up to me one day and handed me a note and then I looked at the note and it said, uh, please call Brooke as soon as you can. And I, I said, what? what What's the deal? And she said, well, Brooke called you and you were with a customer and I didn't want to disrupt you. I said, well, let's go over the rules here just one more time. I said, uh, if one of my girls call, I may not take the call, but I'm going to decide. You're not going to decide. So years go by and uh, my girls will tell you today, one's 39, one's 36, and uh, they're beautiful girls. I'm very fortunate to have them. But they will tell you today that one of the things that they respect and appreciate about me as their dad is I was always available. Now, there could have been consequences as a result of that financially. I could have lost a customer. I could have angered someone. uh, But I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Like even right now during this interview, if Robin were to enter this room and need me, I would push pause and I would say, Cam, sorry, you got to wait. I'm sorry because Robin ranks higher than you, right? And that's my wife. It's my kids. And see, we're scared to do that today. We want to say yes at the office all the time. We want to say yes to the other people. And we're damaging the people that love us the most. You see, here's what happened to me. I almost lost my family years ago. I was so ambitious about making more money opening more retail outlets, another 50,000, another 100,000. I wanted a bigger car, wanted a nicer house. Now, I don't want to say there's anything inherently bad about making money. I like to make money. I I want to continue making money, but I don't want money to be my God. I don't want it to be the only reason that I'm working. And I came home one day with a pocket full of money to a house full of strangers. And Robin came up to me and she said, "Uh, this is not what I signed up for. And I'm like, what are you saying? I'm providing all this stuff and got this beautiful house and place on the beach and all that. She goes, yeah, but you're not going to know your little girls because I'm taking them to all the practices, Girl Scouts, gymnastics, cheerleading, ball games, and uh, they're not going to know their dad. And it really, really hurt me deeply when she said that. And I thought, you know what, even if I don't make as much money, I want to be present and available for my family. So we have to make these choices each and every day. For me, I'm still a loser. If I make a lot of money and I do it at the expense of my family, I haven't won. And so I want to win. So when I started Iron Sharpens Iron, I said, we're going to cover every facet. We're going to deal with the whole person. And we're going to deal personally, professionally, and spiritually. So every aspect of your life is shored up. I think of it as a three-legged stool, right? And if one of those are not right, it's going to wobble. I don't know about you. I don't want to wobble. I want to be solid. And so we've got to deal with every area of our life. Love that. I couldn't imagine, I can't imagine, you know, being a dad of two young kids going through stages that you went through in your life Mm -hmm. where 
you need to make decisions. And when your Robin came to you and said that, yeah, it's the old give your head a shake moment, yeah. right? It's uh, like, you know, Cam, uh, let's just give you kudos though. Before we started the interview, you told me my little girl's sick today. She's at home. And if she comes into the room while we're doing the interview, I'm going to have to hit pause and we'll reschedule the interview. And my respect for you yeah. went up exponentially, right? We've had this on the books. It's scheduled. You said you were looking forward to the interview, but you told me my little girl is more important than you and she should be. And I'm grateful that you said that. So thank you. You've got your priorities in a good place. Thanks, BA. You know, I want to talk about you and your family for just a moment. You know, you mentioned your kids are grown and as your kids grew and went through the stages to become adults, you know, I'm sure you grew with them, right? The mm -hmm. various stages of being a father, being a husband, um, but we're always growing. So Big A, what are some areas right now that you've committed to growing in or areas that you're really excited about right now? Yeah, you know, I don't want to be the old codger that's set in his ways and I'm not going to change and I'm not going to adapt, you know, like the the message will always be the same, but the methodology could be different. And there's technology that I'm trying to stay abreast to. I'm trying to understand the social media platforms. I'm trying to understand the communication barriers that we have today. I don't want to be that old guy who goes, oh, he doesn't understand. He doesn't get it. I want to be that guy who goes, dude, he's on it. Like this guy knows what's going on because I want my grandchildren to be around me. I want to communicate with them. I want to build a relationship with them. And if I can't get them into my world, I want to go into their world. I want to understand them. I want to be there. Fortunately, we live five minutes from all of our grandkids. I have five. I have two boys and three girls, and they're from six years old to 20 years old. My granddaughter just came in from college. She's down in West Palm Beach, and she came in, and first thing she wanted to do is go have dinner with Big A. I said, let's go. I'm fired up. I'm ready to go. Like She's my granddaughter, and all of my grandkids feel that way because they know relationships matter most. They know they're more important than anything else. And so I think we've got to intentionally focus our abilities on learning, getting in their space, understanding, instead of just saying, no, I don't get it. I'm going to be this way. So, yeah, I'm trying to turn the tide on that, Cam. No, I appreciate that. Thanks for sharing. You know, Baye, I've appreciated our conversation. You know, you're, you're a busy man. We're all busy. And to be able to carve this time out has been yeah. special. You know, if someone wants to connect with you, uh, learn more about you, learn more about sure. ISI, where can they do that? Yeah, thank you. Man, first of all, I've enjoyed being with you today. They can reach me at viewfromthetop.com. That's with a V, like Victor, viewfromthetop.com. And I'll tell you what's really cool. We haven't done this in four years. We haven't started a new mastermind group in four years, but we're opening the door. We're saying, hey, if you're interested in being in a community like I've described on this interview, reach out to me on viewfromthetop.com. There's never arm twisting. There's no pressure. We just have an honest, open communication, a dialogue to see if this is something that would take your life to the next level. So reach out to us that way, and we'd love to have a conversation with you. Awesome. And if you're listening to this right now, you know, as somebody who took that step and reached out to Big A last year, I highly encourage you to do so. We'll make sure uh, all the contact information and emails and websites are in the show notes. Aaron, thank you for joining me today. I appreciate you and I can't wait to see you soon. See you, buddy.
Thank you for joining me today on this episode of the Dad's Making a Difference podcast. I hope you found value in today's show. And if it made a positive impact on you, please share it with someone you know, leave a five-star review, and subscribe so you don't miss out on upcoming episodes. I'm Cam Hall. Thank you for spending time with me today, and I will see you on the next episode of the DMD podcast.